The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saint Happy Hour podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood. And target him. Yeah. <laughs> get him. <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour podcast. The Saints didn't play this week, but we got a show for you anyway. So as always, we are sponsored. By JLD Hot Sauce and Knives. Guys, they have the best hot sauce, okay? Their award-winning hot sauce, Boot Jolica, comes in hot, extra hot, and Thai flavors. They also have the Reaper Madness Special Reserve made with Reaper Pepper from Carolina. And for the Brave, you can get the Death Shot. It has the extract of 10 Reaper chilies in each one-ounce bottle. JLD also has the highest quality handmade knives you'll find anywhere, including ones for hunting, fishing, and cooking. Go to JLDSharpSauce.com and use the code SAINTS. Get 10% off your order today. That's JLDSharpSauce.com. All right, so the Saints didn't play this week, but Dave... They had a pretty good day fucking yesterday. Carolina lost. <laughs> Tampa lost. They fired Mike Smith. The Bears lost to the Dolphins. My wife was super excited. My uh, wife. It worked My out wife. pretty well. Well, yeah. I, I We we were My actually wife. hoping for... That's you know, <laughs> a little delayed. Yeah, good timing on that one. Um, at my house, we were actually hoping for a, a Tampa Bay-Atlanta tie. Which looked like it could actually happen. <laughs> if if Atlanta uh, would have lost that game yesterday on that play that Tampa tried, where they had J- Jameis run and do laterals, that almost worked. If they'd have lost like that, oh my god. But continue, Dave. Well, I was saying. Uh... That we were hoping for the tie, and it was close because it almost went to overtime. But they missed that two point. Uh, the 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 Buccaneers didn't get that two point conversion they needed to tie. So, um, but uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. Uh, got some stuff done around the house. <laughs> um, watched the LSU game. Tulane had a bye this weekend too, so there was zero football. Uh, you know, none of my teams were playing at all this weekend. That was um, an epic LSU game. Yeah, that LSU game, that was a good one to watch. Um, and, Best uh, win for LSU in like seven years, probably. Yeah, well, they're still going to lose to Alabama, but whatever. Um, <laughs> my t- my t- <laughs> sounds. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but I mean, things, things, I mean, honestly, things really couldn't have gone better for the Saints as far as the standings in the NFC South are concerned. Um, you know, uh, Tampa Bay losing, you know, unfortunately, of course, the Falcons had to win, but. Um, but that does just kind of spread the, spread the wins out, uh, among all the other teams in the NFC South. So good for the saints. You know what I didn't know there were like before this weekend's games, there were only like three teams in the NFC with a winning record and the saints were one of them. Yeah. What do you Uh, got? You got got the saints, you got Chicago. No, now you do, but 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 prior to this weekend's games, I think it was just the saints, the Vikings and the Rams. And the Rams as the, were the only teams prior to this Jeez. weekend, I think, that had winning records. But now you have those three teams, and then you've got the the Bears, like you said. And Green Bay will oh. win tonight, probably, and have a win. I don't record. know about that. I don't know. What's about the score? That. They're losing twenty-four twenty right now, and, and, 
and Bathard I'm, looks pretty, pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, my only complaint with Bathard is that he's not throwing the ball enough to Kittle. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andrew, I checked the Twitters, and the Saints, from what I gathered, have not traded for Patrick Peterson, uh, which we discussed on the Patrons Only podcast today. If you pay a dollar, you could have listened to it. Uh, you still can. That, that, uh, that'll happen. That trade will happen after we upload this podcast. <laughs> But let's get it. Let's get into it because Arizona, the coach, shot it down after the game. He's like, "That's ridiculous." But let's get into it. If the Saints get who Patrick, started, who, where, Peterson, where did these where did these rumors come from that that he, that he would? What, what's the what's the rumor that he wants to be traded? No, that the, the team the is Arizona willing to trade will listen him? is the rumor. Oh, okay. from Jason Lock and Fora. So it's not really it's not really mm. fact. It's almost just yeah. like I made it up. If it comes from Lock and Fora, isn't, isn't Lock and Fora the same guy that said that Kenny Vaccaro and Kikaha were on the trade market, were on the trading block last year? Yeah, he did. And neither neither of them got traded. Yeah, but I, I feel but, I feel like NFL teams throw him that bone when they have no intention of trading a player. Like I feel like <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's the guy if they're like, hey, we really don't want to trade this guy, but we want to motivate him into thinking he might get traded so he'll play better. And so then they, they leak that to lack him for it because he's like, you know, the, the lower level reporter. We're like, he gets to break stuff where it's never going to happen, but it's just used as an incentive on the what, player. You can see like a coach comes in, uh, an assistant coach comes into the office like, I can't get this guy to play worth the shit. And the head coach is like, well, we got to motivate him. Get lock and on speakerphone. And then it's like this. It's not a lie if you believe it. And see, I want to believe that Peterson is on the trade block. But here's the thing. In a hypothetical world, Dave, let's start out with this. If you were the Saints and Arizona says, I will trade you Patrick Peterson, and I will, but I want your second-round pick for this year, and I want your fourth-round pick this year, or I want your fourth-round pick in 2020, would you, Dave Cariello, Make the deal. He's speechless. He's speechless. No, I'm not speechless. Say that. Say that again. You were breaking up earlier. As yeah. far when, what, 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 what are they gonna? What do they want? They're gonna the give Saints? up their second round pick and their fourth but, round pick. If you're Loomis, would you do that? So we're giving up our second round pick next year, which means we don't have any picks in the first three rounds next year. That is correct. Well, well, it would be first four rounds. If oh, we... and the and the four and the 2019 fourth round. Yes. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, that's steep. Like, even honestly, if even if you were like, uh, only because like you gotta have something in this first four rounds. <laughs> I mean, if if we were talking about, we were do you about, though? Do you? Well, if if you were talking about giving away the second the second round pick next year, and the fourth round pick like 2020 maybe. Uh, I'd, I'd honestly say hell yeah. Um, why? Why are you claim like what? Like I mean, what does Mike that? Did, Mike Ditka gave away a whole draft class for. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming. And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.
Ricky Williams. Uh, like, what does the fourth I round pick do that. for you, Dave? Like, what is that? What is it like? The one fourth round pick in 2019. Like, what does that get you? Like, why are you clinging to that like a binky? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like you could always you could always trade up from that spot, you know, and and trade away that pick plus something else from the following year or later in that year's draft or whatever to maybe move into like the third round or something and i is get at just, least are one you af- get at least one person of of, of worth are you af- are you are you afraid to totally just not give a sh- not give a shit about the 20, 2019 draft or does that scare you to just like I'm, totally I mean, I'm not already- give a fuck I'm already yeah yeah. It doesn't it doesn't scare me to. Are we already there? We kind of are. It doesn't scare me to not give a fuck, but it scares me that doing something like that could potentially, you know, you could you could set a team back for a couple of years if you're if you don't have a, a decent amount of influx of. Of youth and that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously well, you got undrafted free agency and all that kind of stuff. But here's a, uh, here's a uh, but still, but no, I would, I would uh, to have Patrick Peterson on this roster right now. Um, uh, you know, uh, he, 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 that would solidify the defense. And obviously, the Saints' offense is is working well. It's firing on all cylinders. All right, it's the uh, second and a fourth. You doing it or not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> when not? Here, Here's here's the thing, and this is from Sean, who is a patron and donates $3.28, and he will get a magnet uh, after he donates for seven months, just like anyone else. But he had a great tweet, and I told this to Andrew on the Patrons Only podcast this morning. He said, look, I am for the Saints trading for Patrick Peterson because, one, it clears up my schedule in the spring because I don't have to give a shit about the 2019 draft. Two, it makes 2018 season more fun. And three... You can blame any future Saints failure on the fact that they didn't have any picks in 2019. So there's really no downside to it at all. all. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. It's not going to be very very much fun if Patrick Peterson comes to the Saints and then gets injured and then he's done for the year. I I mean, isn't that that the same risk with a rookie? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're you're not giving up two, you know, you're not giving up a second round and a fourth round. He gave up two number ones for Davenport. I mean, eh, it's kind of the same. I mean, here's the, here's the thing with Davenport, though, Andrew. I mean, not Davenport, Patrick Peterson. Uh, one, I'm for it because I think if the Saints traded for him on like a Wednesday afternoon, like the special podcast we would do, would just people would just donate it at the Wazoo. So personally and financially for the show, we would be able to do all kinds of cool things. So I would be super excited, but. That's my selfishness. But on the field, like Peterson and Lattimore and that pass rush they had Monday night, holy shit. That defense can win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I still feel like, you know, our dreams of the YOLO offseason and system corner, like, yeah, I'm not going to say we were robbed, but we never got the full YOLO. And yeah, we never got we the can't do a full... t- we can't we, we got to come up with a new t-shirt. We can't do system corner for Patrick Peterson because he ain't no. a system corner. No, no, no. He's not a system guy. But uh, yeah, yeah, no. We'll, he's we'll come YOLO corner, I guess. We could do hashtag YOLO corner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just I, I want to see it happen um, because, <laughs> you know, look, how many more years do they have Drew Brees? Like if. The door is wide open for them. We've got about 10 more years of Breeze, so, I mean. It's true. Having this conversation over and over again. 2021, how many more years? Yeah, you know, if you you had donated a dollar, though, you'd know. You'd already know how how I feel about Patrick Peterson and the Saints because I talked about it at length on our Patreon podcast. What what time did you guys record that podcast? This afternoon. No, we did it in the morning, I think, like 10, 10.30. Yeah. Are you not at work? Are either of you guys not at work at ten o'clock in the morning? No, I am. We are, we are, but we can we record it, Dave. It's just a phone call that we have between each other. We just record it and flip it and post as is. It isn't like we add the great production volume of this podcast with I fancy, know that, but... with fancy it's sound all, effects. It's, all, like, it's only ten minutes long. <laughs> you know, we can't do that, or we can't do this. You know, so it's like it's. 
You know, I mean, we don't have we don't have Oscar winning production values like we have. I right think now. I, I think at this point, like you have to find a reason to mention Anzalone just so you can play <laughs> I that. I do. Every week. I don't even I don't even need a reason. But Ralph, Ralph, can you name a Saints linebacker with long flowing blonde hair? Uh, I can. So this is culturally insensitive. It is. <laughs> it's whether people come to this show, Dave. Oh, insensitivity. We are not politically correct. But here's, I guess here's my question, Dave. Do you think do the Patrick Peterson? Obviously, it's fantasy land and it's fun and it generates clicks. And this headline for this podcast is gonna get me clicks out of the wazoo, and I will make an extra dollar fifty from mybookie.com. But if the Saints can't get Patrick Peterson, trade deadline for the NFL, October 31st, right? So do you think the Saints will do a move for a corner, even if it's not Patrick Peterson? Unmute yourself. Unmute yourself. Giving up uh, giving up a second and a fourth for somebody? No, just anything. I mean, anything. They could swing a deal. They could trade Craig Robertson, like Barnwell said, to the Steelers for a corner that I've never heard of. I mean, they anything. Um, I, I mean, like, I don't, I don't, I, I, I guess it would depend on, on, on who and, and what you'd have to give up. But, I mean, yeah, I, I don't view, I, I, you know, it's not. I still think that this team can win the Super Bowl, even with the current defense that they have. I think getting another quality cornerback just, you know, really elevates that chance, obviously, and um, and potentially takes the defense to just a whole nother level, like you just said, Ralph, that we have never even really seen before. Um, but uh, Patrick Peterson is... Um, you know, on a much higher level as far as uh, cornerbacks are concerned. Um, and especially, obviously, being an LSU guy and coming back to Louisiana, um, that makes it doubly enticing. But um, it might, it might, it could be the greatest trade in Saints history. As far as excitement, it, it would melt Saints Twitter. I mean, I wanted to see them go after uh, Honey Badger. But, I mean, Andrew... Uh, it would make the Jimmy. It would make the Jimmy Graham look like sw- the Jimmy Graham trade look like swapping seventh round picks. And the Jimmy Graham well, trade well, the was Jimmy Graham bananas. Trade was, well, the Jimmy Graham trade was bananas, but it was kind of disappointing. I mean, a lot of us were sad about that. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I would say the Saints' best trade ever, in hindsight, was Vilma. I mean, we, we maybe oh, yeah. we we liked we liked it at the time, um, but that ended up being you know, a game changer. So I, I really think getting Peterson could have a Vilma-like impact, well, I mean, at least for a couple of years. They have, look, John Gruden is Ditka with the Saints 2.0. He's horrible. He traded Mac. He's blowing that roster up. They, they're they offering Amar, uh, Amari Cooper, which the Saints don't need a receiver, obviously, but they drafted Garrett Conley last year in the, in the first, and he – was benched. He might have even been inactive against uh, Seattle. Um, he was a highly rated corner. I mean, I know him and Sean Payton are buds, so maybe that factors into Sean Payton and not liking him. But, I mean, if you could get him, Andrew, for like a fifth, sixth, or seventh or something, if the Raiders are really fire-sailing him, is he a guy you say, eh, let's bring him in and take a look? No doubt. No doubt. But is he like Stanley Jean Baptiste bad? I don't know because I don't watch the Raiders. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> so, uh, Dave, we we we're in the we Saints had a bye week, um, and they're right on the line because the Saints statistics say that if Drew Brees has a defense with him that is twenty fourth or better in yards given up. He's made the playoffs every year. Right now, the Saints sit at twenty-three. So my I think question that's. I think you, that's. I, I, first of all, you're talking about ranking, so you're talking about 
average yards a game. Yeah. Is, is that correct? Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think that's misleading because if you took out the first two games of the season, I mean, obviously, this is a different defense we've seen over the last three, four weeks uh, than those first two weeks. And if you took out those first two two weeks of the season, uh, if I, you take out I'm either Atlanta fair, fair, or Tampa, they're they're yeah. like sixteenth. Yeah, you take out whatever I mean, game you want, Atlanta or Tampa, and it slots them right at sixteen for points. But if but if I mean, but if you took out you know uh, the Tampa and 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 Cleveland, the first two, two games. No, if you took out Tampa and Cleveland, I, th- those are the two games in my mind that are that was the that was the preseason Saints. You know, that's what, I, that's what I'll call. It. I'm serious. That was the preseason Saints, and it wasn't even though they, and they were lucky to get the win against Cleveland. Um, yeah, but they played well defensively against Cleveland. Yeah, but that was still it should not have been. I mean, I, I know Cleveland is obviously better. Turn, looking like they're going to be better than uh, than people thought, but that's because Baker Mayfield came in. We weren't even Not playing yesterday. They didn't. They looked like horseshit well. yesterday. <laughs> As a person but, who lost money on them, I was dumb. <laughs> that was dumb of me to bet on Cleveland. I deserve what I got, but still. So you know, I, I think anyway. So we've only have we only have five games as a sample size, and that's still. Too, that's that you know that's as far as average is concerned that's too small of a sample size because you know any one game you know take away or remove is going to greatly affect um, that average so um, I, I think that they're all that to say is I think that they're better than a 23rd rank and I don't think that ranking is accurate well, I forgot. It may the the twenty four rank. It may be DVO DVOA, which is advanced. It may not just be yards. But Andrew, I guess my point is, right now, and as they're constituted, they're they're like right on the line of good enough to get in Drew Brees in the playoffs. I guess as we head, we come off the bye. What's your sort of realistic expectation of what they're capable of being for twenty eighteen? Well, I think it's realistic that the Saints can win the Super Bowl. I mean, no, seriously. The, def- I, I, the, the defense in oh, general, like how good can it be? Um, how good do- yeah, that's, a, that's the question. I mean, how good can I, it be? I, I just think anytime they face off against the Vikings where, you know, you, you're facing Diggs and Thielen, you know, P.J. Williams and Crawley are, are going to be a liability. So I, I just think they're going to get in games matchup-wise, and you're, you're seeing more and more teams like this. I, I'm a little nervous about the, the Ravens. I, I think this is a bad matchup for the Saints because the Ravens are the number one defense in the league. Um, they have a very balanced pass rush. I, a lot of times I think Sean Payton does well um, scheming when a team has, like, one good pass rusher. Like, you remember when they played Vic Beasley a couple times last year or Khalil Mack and the Raiders a couple years ago or um, – trying to think of some other teams or Von Miller, like none of those guys really did much against the saints. I think when a team is like, has one superstar pass rusher, generally Sean Payton comes up with a good plan to slow them down. When you have a team that has a balanced defensive line, that can really hurt you from multiple different spots. Uh, and that's what the Ravens are. In my opinion, I think they're they're They don't have like one. I mean, Terrell Suggs, I guess is, I mean, he's still doing, it. he's got like four and a half sacks this year, but in general, I, I don't think it's sucks so much as just that whole defensive line is really strong and balanced. So that concerns me. And then you look at what they do offensively pretty well. They don't run the ball at all. I mean, their, their run game is awful. And the Saints are number one against the run somehow. So I don't think the Ravens are going to be able to run the ball much. But what they have done successfully is spread the ball around. They've got three new receivers, Crabtree, Willie Sneed, and John Brown. And that trio of receivers has worked really well for them. John Brown is the very explosive, big play guy. I'm very nervous about P.J. Williams trying to go up against him in the slot. Uh, you know, Snead has done a good job kind of moving the chains. And uh, Crabtree, I'm sure that will be Lattimore's responsibility. So uh, I think Snead is probably going to get matched up against P.J. and Crawley a good bit. And uh, this is going to be a revenge game for him. Well, we'll see. We'll get to we'll do predictions at the end of the show. But I Willie Sneed 
looked like old Willie Sneed. He had that quickness back. I, I don't know if he was thinner or whatever. He, look, he looked healthy. He looked like old Willie Sneed for the Saints, catching third down passes and saving Joe Flacco's ass. Um, Just they, FYI, right, right now, the Saints, um, as far as average yards a game on defense, the Saints are ranked 19th, so they've given up. Uh, so they're they're kind of in the middle as far as middle of the pack as far as yards well, per game. That, that's yeah, pretty good considering how the first three games went. Yeah, and yeah. So, the, so so far they're at. Uh, let me see how many yards again. Uh, let's see. It's uh, three hundred and sixty-nine even. They average here's, here's, giving up three hundred and sixty-nine even. One one important stat I think just while I'm looking at them that I think is actually uh, point differential a game. They're ranked fourth. Um, you know, and and they're in company with Chicago, Baltimore, um, the L.A. Chargers, um, but they've so far they average about eight more points per game than their opponents. Yeah, I mean, and you know, this is what I was I was thinking about too. Is like I watch all these games, Andrew, and. I don't know because the rules are so different now in the NFL. Like four or five years ago, it used to be, well, you have to play defense at least this well to win. Now with all these fucking rules where you can't touch the receivers, you can't hit the quarterback. Like I don't know what the, where the line is of like defense is good enough and it goes to the line of not good enough. It used to be pretty clear cut. Now with all these fucking rules changes, I don't know. Can the Chiefs win giving up six well, yards of rush? Five years well, ago, I'd have been like, "There's no way." But now I'm like, I, I like I don't know. Like how how good does your defense have to be to win a Super Bowl? And what do you have to do? Like what's the what's the what's the line of demarcation? I guess. Well, what what what, what did you say the Saints were right now, Dave? Nineteenth in yards given up. Average yards per game. Yeah, they're ranked 19. Okay. I mean, the fact that there's 12 teams giving up more yards per game than the Saints right now, based on what we've witnessed this far, <laughs> I mean, that alone tells 14 you 14 teams. 14 teams. 14 teams. So based teams. on that, I mean, it tells you all you need to know about just how bad the state of defense is. The Saints are kind of middle of the road with what they've done so far. <laughs> they have a team that's on pace to be the worst defense ever. I think Ooh. I think it's Atlanta. I, I saw it on... Uh, Wait, that's the Saints record, right? It's the Saints record. It's oh, the, that, it's, if it's, the Falcons beat the Saints' worst defense of an NFL history record, football, I, it might have been. It might have. You know what? It wasn't. It was. It was. Uh, I want to say it was Tampa. Yeah. Well, hold on. I can. I can look it up because we can. It's got to be whoever is last in the rankings so far. Yeah. Uh, so let's see here. Let's see who has. Would given it kill up. the 49ers to throw one goddamn ball to their tight end? <laughs> Uh, so far, Kansas City's defense is giving up an average of 468 yards. No, it, it, it was yards. Kansas City. It was Kansas yeah. City. I know that. You I'm were, telling you. I know you, that. that was, you were that. right. I was wrong. I, well, Four, I that's know that. Ba- I mean, Andrew, can, I mean, we saw the Saints with the well, well, there you, well, there you go. They almost, they almost won last night. But if I mean, it hadn't have been for Mahomes' two picks, well, they had they to probably, score forty points just I mean, to be in it. I mean, you, the, 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 I mean, last night's game. But they would have been six last and night's, I understand that, but last night's game looked like a Saints game from two thousand and twelve or two thousand. But here's the thing, man. Could the, the Saints in two thousand twelve averaged like thirty one or thirty two points a game and still went seven nine? Can the Chiefs go eleven and five, twelve and four with the worst defense in the history of football? Is that gonna think, happen, I, Andrew? I think I think so. Oh my god. That is it's fucking insane. So I mean to, right, I wait, get, so hold on. Oh yeah, they're they're well on pace. So the Saints Nobody's two, playing defense. The Saints <laughs> The, the Saints in 2012 gave up an average of 440 yards per game on oh defense, my God. which was well above. They were the only team in the league that season to give up more. That was the Spags year, right? Yes. They were the only team that, that gave up an average of more than 400. All the other teams <laughs> gave up less than 400. The Saints you know, were the only team in the fours. You know what's hilarious about that is that 
the 20, uh, what, what, what was the horrible Browner year? 2015? 2015. Yeah. The, the 2015 defense had the record, I think, for opposing quarterback rating, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I, think, I think they broke the record for that. But they were well behind in yards only because so uh, penalty, penalty yards don't count <laughs> against your yards yielded total. But if you added Brandon Browner's penalty yards <laughs> into the formula, then they probably would have been worse than 2012. I mean, and, and the Chiefs are a serious Super Bowl contender. Not at, at any point did pe- were people like, you know, the Saints could win the Super Bowl in 2012 or 2015. But that's where we are. Like, the NFL. Well, the so this is- year. So this year, right now, currently, there are six teams that oh are giving up more over that are averaging over 400 yards given up on defense. I so mean, so wow. you, can, you can definitely say this year defenses are significantly, significantly worse overall than in 2012. I mean, the thing is, man, the NFL, the ratings are through the roof again. They figured it out, man. People love the offenses scoring a shit ton of points. We just do. Like it, it, they've turned the NFL into the Big Twelve, and I mean, Andrew, at least the Saints, they can stop the run, and I'm fairly confident. Like I'll be, I won't be surprised if Baltimore wins. We'll get to that game in a minute, but I'll be stunned if Baltimore runs the ball on them. Like I feel like the Saints front and their defensive line is deep and good, and they don't quite rush the passers maybe as great as you would hope. But they're gonna sh- like they're gonna shut down teams. Most teams run, and I'm confident that when the Saints go into a game and they decide a team's not gonna run the ball, the team's not gonna fucking run the ball. And I think that's gonna be this week in Baltimore, and that sort of at least gives me hope. And now that Dave has read all these atrocious defensive statistics, I feel better. I feel better than I have all year about the Saints defense with with what Dave just told me. Am I high? <laughs> Well, I I mean, I don't want to break it to you, but the best defense in the league this year <laughs> the best defense in the in the this year so far is Baltimore. They've only given up 270 yards a game on average. And they are the only Andy, team in, Andy and Dalton the Andy kind of let lit them up though. Yeah. Dude. And they're the only team in the league currently. Now they're the only team this year currently that has given up less than 300 Yard no, the the Ravens are scary. I mean, first of all, you can't you can't. I mean, they've they've played the Browns, who are a calamity on offense, and uh, they played Nathan. Pe- they played Nathan Peterman to start the year. You know, Nathan Peterman and the Bills. Yeah, that, Nathan Peterman is the worst fucking quarterback I have ever seen, and I watched every fucking start of all the Billy Joes mm-hmm. and Werfel. He's what about, worse than what fucking Werfel. What about Babe Loffenberg? What about Babe Loffenberg? I mean, I didn't watch every start that he had, but I'm telling you, Werfel is four times the quarterback Peterman was in the NFL. Like Peterman is oh, yeah. fucking terrible. He's bad, real bad. Um. Especially in, in this modern day NFL, like even CJ Bathiard is making plays Dude, and throwing Mark touchdowns. Oswald threw for nearly 400 yards yeah. yesterday. So yeah, Peterman's a joke. But you know, so there there was one team that did really well against them. It was uh, the Bengals, and Andy Dalton I think lit them up pretty good and scored 34 points on them. But but otherwise, man, like they embarrassed Mariota. I think they sacked Mariota like eleven he had, times. He got sacked more than he completed passes. That's crazy. Uh, they, I think they have five picks on the year, and so something's going to give there with Breeze having not thrown any. So um, here's the thing: we got the we got a new segment here this, this week, and I, we, I'm going to get to it in a second, but it is sponsored. The Saints Happy Hour is sponsored by JLD Hot Sauce and Knives. Guys, they have the best hot sauce. They're award-winning hot sauce. Boot Jolica comes in hot, extra hot, and Thai flavors. Go to JLDSharpSauce.com and use the code SAINTS. Get 10% off your order today. That's JLDSharpSauce.com. Okay, this is the new segment because Drew Brees for the first time in his career, is in serious MVP consideration. Would we all is, – is that a fair thing to say, guys, after Monday night? I like thought it's I – Hashtag Breeze for MVP. It's him. 
it's Patrick Mahomes and it's Jared Goff, right? So no, um, I, I thought I saw something on Facebook. I don't know if it came from the NFL or who it came from, but um, they had Khalil Mack on there. Yeah. Well, Khalil, uh, Khalil gotta... Mack got shut down yesterday by the Dolphins. He had no sacks, no pressures, and he got hurt. So he may falter a little bit. But I've come up with a, seg- a segment that we are going to do every week, and it's called You Ain't the Real MVP, Bro. And I'm going to play the Benny Hill music. And this week's uh, edition of You Ain't the Real MVP, Bro is Jared Goff. Now, I know the Rams are 6-0, and but Jared Goff is not the MVP. I'm going to tell you fucking why. 95% of Los Angeles thinks Jared Goff is Rob Kardashian after he spent six months on the Cato diet. And if your own city doesn't even know who the fuck you are, you can't be MVP. But Andrew, most importantly, Jared Goff cannot be MVP because he lost a home playoff game to the Atlanta Falcons. And I feel like that should should make you ineligible to be MVP for five years. So he should not be able to be MVP until 2023 because he lost at home to the fucking Falcons in a playoff game. So, Jared Goff, my man, you ain't the real MVP. Well done. That's this, well that's done. this month's. We're going to do it every We're gonna do it every week. We're going to just pick people. Maybe they play well. Maybe they don't. We're just going to make fun of them, and we're going to rant against them. Because hey, I saw, I saw Mahomes throw a couple picks last he night. He did. Just and, and Mahomes sounds like Kermit the, Kermit the Frog after he smoked a pack of cigarettes, which is really weird. Um, could you? I mean, could you have him be the MVP in the acceptance speech and that voice? I mean, come on. <laughs> no. Um, so here we got some, we got some interesting questions uh, tonight from people. So um, this is a, we'll get to well, James asked a question about the Ravens game. We'll get to that in a second. Um, after we beat the Ravens, Andrew, who's left on the teams? Drew the Goat Breeze hasn't beaten. I think that's it, right? Is that's it, it. The Ravens are the only team that Sean Payton and Drew Breeze haven't beaten together. That's well, it. Sean Payton, yeah. I guess, hasn't beat. Sean Payton hadn't beaten the Saints, but he couldn't because he's only coached the Saints. Um, right. This is a great question, Eric. How much money? Did Mike Gillisley and Jonathan Williams make your boyfriend Mark Ingram? <laughs> uh, Quite a bit. Well, I, I, I mean, in what way? Like, what Mark Ingram's going to get a, a brand new contract or something? I mean, I, mean, I guess so. Because I mean, terrible. they didn't they didn't really make him any money, but they sure as hell made the Saints realize how much they love Ingram. <laughs> So, so they made him money. How are we feeling about Ingram? So they made him money. Is that what you're saying? No. Guys, yeah, he's in a contract feel- year. Is he? Oh, is he in a contract? Yeah, oh, this yeah. is a contract year? Oh, yeah. yeah. He, I think I about think, Ingram? I think oh, yeah, not, they, they Ingram not playing truck. was more, more effective for his contract negotiations based on what those two idiots did. Yeah. Than if he had played and gotten like sixty yards a game. Yeah, no. Uh, Gillisley and and Williams were driving the Brinks truck, and backing it up. Uh, will this be, Andrew? Will this be a Willie Sneed revenge game? He's going to complete a halfback pass to win, won't he? Uh, yeah, man. I'm still mad at Sneed for overthrowing Camara uh, in the playoff games. Perfect play call. It was perfect. Camara yeah, could walk in. Open. Yeah, I th- I think Snead is gonna have a good game, I really do. Cause I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, the the Ravens don't have terrifying receivers. They're just all three pretty solid. So I still think the Saints DBs could be all right if they just play a little better. I mean, it's not like Crawley and PJ are incapable. Yeah. Here's here's a good question from Dylan, Dave. Better duo: Graham, Graham and Sproles, or Kamara and Thomas? Ooh, Ooh I like that question. question. That's yeah, that's a really good question. Um, go <sighs> right now, I, I think I still gotta go with um, I still gotta go with Graham and Sproles. If we're talking about 2011, uh, I don't know. Camara uh, and Thomas need to continue putting up some of the numbers they've been putting up this season for another, you know. 12 games or whatever, and then we'll talk. Andrew, what do you think? Better better duo. Yeah, I'm with Dave. I think right now I'm sticking with uh, – I reserve the right to change my mind at the end of the year. I want to see how the rest of this year goes, but 
Right now I'm saying Graham and Sproles, but I mean Sproles set the record for total yardage Yard. that season. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, Graham, Graham had what fourteen touchdowns. I mean, My- Michael Thomas just isn't getting in the end zone that much. Yeah, um, I mean, there. But but it's this, a, but it's a, it's a discussion. Like it's it's it, it's in the conversation. Right. So you know, I mean, that, that's already that's already states that it's a good question. They're both really good. They're sco- the Saints right now are scoring more points average wise than the 2011 team did for the whole year. Now. The 2011 team didn't really go supernova until like the last five, six weeks. And the Saints, this team has started out better than the 2011 team. So we'll see how that goes. Um, they I went supernova make... when they when they beat the Colts 62 to yeah. 7 or whatever the hell that was. <laughs> oh, yeah. The good, good old Curtis Painter. This is a good question. It's not really a question. It's more of a comment from from most Julie. of these questions aren't actually really questions. He says, "I wonder." She says, "I wonder if Jordan Nelson regrets not coming to play with Drew Brees." I mean, he he signed with the Raiders, and the Saints were pushing hard for him, weren't they, Andrew? Uh, uh they were. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think uh, Cam Meredith was kind of their their next. Got go-to him. guy after they failed to get Nelson. So Jordy's been pretty know, good for the. He's been pretty good for Oakland too. He has been, yeah. If the Saints had him, they wouldn't have Meredith. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like Cam Meredith, but I have to admit, I I I probably prefer Nelson between the two. Here's a good question for you, Dave, and then we'll get to the um, Ravens game. This is from Don of the Dead, Don Takana. Thing. He was on Drunk History, 2008. Isn't it Takano? Takano. I just say it because I like because it riles him up. This is a good question for you, Dave. Will 2018 Sheldon Rankins be better than 2016 Nick Fairley? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know about that. I mean, I I, I don't even think he's on pace right now to to, to be that good. Uh, yeah, I would love the the, 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 the uh, listeners are giving us the heartbreaking curveball questions. <laughs> they are. I mean, I would I would love for that to be the case. Um, and I'll I'll use this this moment now to just remind everybody <laughs> that the Saints should not have paid Nick Fairley in the off season. Um, <laughs> but um, I, so far, no, I don't think I I don't think he's going to have that good. Dave, business. I don't think you've ever nailed. A, I don't think you were ever more adamant about something that turned out to be completely true in your life. I don't think, I don't think he had the same conviction about the woman he married that he had about Nick Fairley not being a good sign for the Saints. I just, they, I mean, just, it was almost like you were with Doc Brown in in his time machine, <laughs> and you fast forward into the future and saw his Nick Fairley's heart charts. In the ER, well, that's you couldn't tell anybody. That's, well, that's, yeah. Scream at the moon. <laughs> I didn't think he was. I, I didn't think he was a bad sign because of his heart issues. I didn't know about the heart issues. I just thought he was going to get lazy in his the next season after he got paid. Right is right, though. Yeah, right no, is that's right, true. baby. Here, all right. So now we got to get to the game. But before we get to the Saints Baltimore game, when you gamble. Use mybookie.com. They have dollar-for-dollar cash bonus. You bet, you win, they pay. Mybookie.com. You get an extra $25 if you sign up after 7 o'clock at night because their servers are overloaded. Use the code HAPPY25. You get that. Go to mybookie.com. They're fantastic. All right. My my, my bet of the week is... uh... Dave isn't gonna like this, but I, I think <laughs> Give it to him. I think seven points is way too much for Tulane. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm taking SMU and and the seven points. Uh, I was I was I was really surprised that I, SMU must be really bad. Uh, the, for, the, for Tulane to be favored by seven. The bookies do this every year. The, uh, Tulane is very easy to bet on because early in the season they overrate them, and the lines are too close, and so you pick the other team. And that always wins. And then after a few weeks, Vegas is convinced that Tulane is awful. And so then they, it starts to skew heavily the other way. And so I, I picked, I, I bet on Tulane against Memphis and nailed that because the, the line, I mean, it was like net, Memphis by, was like by 17 and a half. And I knew they weren't going to cover yeah. that. 
And and so now they're kind of back to being like, oh, they beat Memphis, so Tulane's awesome again. <laughs> Maybe they were as good as we thought, and now it's swinging back the other way. So that's my pick of the week, SMU over Tulane. All right, well, I was surprised by the Tulane line, but I'm just as surprised at the Saints-Baltimore line. Baltimore is a two-and-a-half-point favorite for the 3 o'clock kickoff on Sunday, or is it 3.20, the kickoff? No, I think it's 3.05. 3.05. So Baltimore is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Dave, who do you got? Uh, well, I would definitely take the Saints if we were gambling. Uh, I would take the Saints with the points. Um, but what I do think that the line shows is that Baltimore is a good team. This is not going to be uh, a cakewalk for the Saints by any means, uh, especially since it's not home. And, uh, I, you know, I don't know what it is about Baltimore, but the Saints have just never been able to conquer them. Um, so, you know, Baltimore obviously... Was the last time they beat Baltimore, Andrew, was when Jake DeLome started instead of Brooks in, like, 2002? Oh, man, is that true? It has to be before 2006. Well, they only play every four years, right? Right. So. But Jake DeLome didn't start that game, right? He just I came think, in? Yeah, I think he came in because Aaron – Because I, I don't think Jake DeLome ever started a game for the Saints. Maybe yeah. with Didka. Yeah, but. but you're right. But Jake DeLome finished it. So that, that's the last win. It would have to be 2002 because they played the Ravens in 2006, I think, because they yep. played the AFC East. All right, hold on. I'm looking at this head-to-head. Hold on. That's a let, long let's, time. Let, let, let's get some factual statements here on this podcast, please. So <laughs> sur- surprisingly, the Saints and Ravens uh, – oh, yeah, the Saints are – Saints have only beaten the Ravens once ever. Now, keep wow. in mind that this doesn't carry over from the Colts because the Colts right. got the history back. But, uh, yeah, 2002, the Saints are 1-5 against the Ravens. Their only win was in 2002. That's wild. Well, yeah. that just means they're due. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, obviously Baltimore's got arguably, you know, the best defense in the league, one of the top three defenses in the league. Um, you know, so this is a good, this is a good matchup for the saints. I mean, you've got one of the best offenses versus one of the best defenses. Um, you know, and on offense, they're not too shabby too. They're like a, a top 10 offense, which, you know, they, they are ranked ninth overall as far as average yards per game. What's really weird though, is that they're ranked 28th overall in yards per play. Um, that doesn't make any sense. How could there be such a big discrepancy? Um, but uh, I think the Saints are going to, you know, I think this is this is the Saints' year, man. And this is Drew's year. Drew's having a hell of a year. Um, I will say that uh, I think this is probably where Drew Brees' interception uh, streak comes to an end. I think he probably throws an interception this weekend. Um his first interception of the season, uh, but I am gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Saints win uh, 27-24, and uh, Lutz is gonna be your MVP with a, a a late game field goal to win, which would kind of be a a, a, a uh, would be a a stick because John Harbaugh recommended Lutz to Sean Payton. <laughs> and then Lutz comes back and fucks him. Uh, Andrew, <laughs> who you got? I'd rather well, Lutz fuck the Ravens than Sneed fuck the Saints. That is true. Uh, so, yeah, the last time the Saints beat the Ravens was t- 2002. Aaron Brooks was the starter that day and was 9 for 25 for 123 oh yards. And somehow the Saints still won. You want to know why? Because our dear friend Deuce McAllister had a tw- 127 yards rushing and three touchdowns. Well, so, uh, yep, Deuce Deuce went uh, hero ball uh, to to help us beat the Ravens. The only time we ever did. Um. So I, you know, look, this isn't lost on Sean Payton and Andrew Brees. They know they know this is the only team they haven't beaten. Uh, you know, they're big history guys, Brees especially. And this game means a lot to them. I, they I won't think get Brees, another shot prop. They are probably not going to get another shot because Drew, yep. Drew Brees might play a couple more years. I don't think he's going to be playing in 2022. Yep. So uh, I'm going to disagree with Dave. Brees will not throw a pick. I think he's going to continue his 
recent form. He's going to be lights out. Uh, Camara was a little quiet a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, he kind of took a backseat to Ingram a little bit. And, you know, the Redskins, you know, they just try to slow him down. And so it o- opened up opportunities for other players. Um, but I think this is going to be back to leaning on Camara, and he's going to have a huge game. Uh, I think the Saints are going to play pretty well. I mean, it's going to be tough sledding defensively a little bit. Uh, I think the Ravens maybe hit John Brown on a deep ball. So it'll be a little tight early, um, but I think the Saints pull away. Uh, I'm going to say the Saints are going to put up 31 points on this defense. That's a a lot of points on Baltimore. It'll be be a nice performance. I'll say 31-20 Saints win. I'm going to say Saints are going to win pretty comfortably. I'm going to say Saints – 24 to 13. It's going to be like a slobber knocker kind of ugly game where they just not turnovers necessarily, but Baltimore's defense is really good and it'll have its it'll have a lot of moments against the Saints, but it'll just kind of slog back and forth, back and forth. I'm going to give you a name for MVP. I think it's time for the rand, random Ben Watson six catch, 75 yard, two touchdown game. It's time for the – he has two of those a year, and it's it's about that time for that game. So I'm going to say Ben Watson is your MVP, Saints 24-13, to 13, and they'll what? be they'll be 5-1. And, and Carolina plays Atlanta. Uh, so there's a good – I mean, Carolina plays Philadelphia. So there's a good chance that the Saints, if they can win and get to 5-1 and – They'll be two games clear of everyone in the fucking South after after Sunday. So it could be a big moment because I know you you think it's early, but if you're two games up with ten games to go, you're in really great shape. So I think the Saints are going to win. Ben Watson's going to be your MVP, and that's how it's going to go. Uh, By the way, the about- one record, the one of the one of the few quarterback records that Drew Brees doesn't have is fewest interceptions in a season how many is that two two by tom brady in 2016 jesus how the fuck did he two jesus two so so that's crazy so remember to become a patron and you get extra episodes do it now so for dave for andrew uh until next week the bar is closed